welcome to the Still Study Podcast with your host, Jeremy Ritz, that's me, welcoming you here to episode number 21 on this September 18th, 2021. Want to start the show by taking a moment to express my gratitude to you and thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study. It means the world to me that you read my work, listen to the study sessions, listen to the Still Study podcast, and that you share it with your family and friends. That helps spread the message. So my gratitude and appreciation to you. It's a big week for the Steelers. Not only are they coming off a phenomenal win over the Buffalo Bills, who are touted as a Super Bowl contender, but they prepare for the Las Vegas Raiders, not the Oakland Raiders. It just doesn't, it doesn't sound right. But the Las Vegas Raiders are traveling from the West Coast, kind of the West Coast, right? Nevada, to Pittsburgh, to Heinz Field for this Sunday at 1 p.m. for an AFC showdown. Now, the Raiders are probably a bit weary because they played on Monday night against a physical Ravens team. Sure, that team has been decimated by injuries. The Raiders pulled that game out, playing into overtime and winning on a walk-off touchdown pass from Derek Carr to Zay Jones to win the game 33-27. So not only is it a short week for the Raiders, they're probably exhausted. There's some emotional fatigue that probably residually occurred following that contest. And now they have to be in Pittsburgh to battle the Steelers. It's going to be a good game. I have a preview of that contest later in the show. I'll get into my analysis of the game, what I foresee occurring, how the teams match up. So stick around for that. Going to give you my final thoughts on the win over the Bills. And then we'll close out another episode of the Still Study Podcast. Want to put out there that I'm going to have Dave Bryan from Steelers Depot back on the show here in a few weeks. I'll have a specific date to you soon, but be on the lookout for that. Grateful that Dave has decided to come back on the show again. So again, pay attention for that date. We're going to kick off episode 21 by going over the injury report from Friday. And big news on the Raiders front, that starting running back, Josh Jacobs, will not play in the game. He is out. So that means that Kenyon Drake is going to get the bulk of the snaps. Josh Jacobs is a solid player. I was a bit concerned about him and what he could potentially provide to that Raiders team and the running game. So that is a help for the Steelers. Yannick Ngakwe, who formerly played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, was injured last week. There were questions about whether or not he'd be available for the game against the Steelers. Turns out that that hamstring is okay enough for him and he will play. Now, he has given Roethlisberger fits in previous years when he was with the Jags. He will be on the field lined up opposite Max Crosby. 
For the Steelers, Carlos Davis has been rolled out on the defensive line. That more than likely opens the door for Isaiah Lottermilk to dress and get some snaps in this contest. Eric Ebron, who was injured on Thursday, was a full participant in practice. And if you read my game prediction for the Raiders contest, I talked about how if Ebron's availability was impacted, that that would open a door for Pat Freyermuth having a big game. I still can see that happening, but now that Ebron will play, he was a full participant, that may minimize some of those opportunities, even though Freyermuth outsnapped Ebron last week. Some new names on the injury list and some concerning names because they are vital players defensively. Devin Bush and Joe Hayden, both with groins, and both are questionable now for Sunday. So we need to keep our fingers crossed, stay hopeful, and be optimistic that they're going to be okay and can play Sunday because they are major components of that defense. And also, too, Zach Gentry listed as questionable for Sunday. Gentry, nothing much in the passing game, but did do a nice job in the blocking game this past week. And then finally, Robert Spillane, who injured himself in the pregame activities last week against the Bills, was a full participant. He will go on Sunday. So injuries are an unavoidable component of this game. They're going to impact the team. To what extent you hope that it's minimized and hopefully the Steelers can keep their players off of injured reserve and avoid any type of catastrophic injuries this year. No ACL tears, nothing crazy. Let's limit it to what Tom at, Tomlin always says, the bumps and bruises associated with the game of football. And so looking back on Sunday, almost a full week now, between us and that opening contest. Had some time to separate myself from that game a bit and be a bit more objective in my analysis. And really, I know that I was highly disappointed in the running game performance, the performance of the offensive line, especially in that first quarter. What I've tried to remind myself is that this is a very, very young, new, inexperienced group outside of Trey Turner. And that this unit needs to be given grace and that they will be a better unit as time transpires. And they should have some opportunities in the run game this weekend against the Raiders. But we've known, I mean, all last season, that running game really after those first few games was terrible. There's no other way to put it. And everybody said all the right things this offseason about being physical, about being aggressive. Matt Canada, Canada talked about how the importance of the running game would be prioritized. And even after this Buffalo contest, he, he talked on Wednesday about, oh, we got to do a better job in the running game, got to do a better job in the running game. It's one thing to pay lip service to what you need to improve. 
it's another thing if you keep saying that you're going to improve it and no improvement occurs, that there needs to be accountability. Now, I'm not jumping the gun here and saying that Canada is not doing a good job because it's way too early. However, if this continues to be a pattern and the Steelers still cannot run the football after a massive overhaul of the offensive line, after drafting Najee Harris in the first round, if we continue to see these types of dreadful performances in the running game, then it points to maybe something larger in terms of a problem with A, the offensive philosophy in terms of the running game, but B, personnel. So again, hopefully these are just growing pains. I would say by week four or five, we should have a better indication of what type of group this can be. But again, the more uninspiring contests that this group puts together, the more concerned you have to be about the running game. So I'm cautiously optimistic that things will improve here. Not looking for this to be a pattern, a trend, but if it is, then it's time to worry. And also as I had time to to process and think about this game, and I know I said this earlier this week following the Buffalo game in the study sessions, but I really do believe this defense has an opportunity to be better than it has been in the past five years. This could very well be, I don't want to say Tomlin's best defense because his best defense was in 2008 when the team won the Super Bowl and statistically they were number one in categories across the board and just dominated opponents. I'm not saying it's going to be to that level, but I do think it could be pretty damn good. And the one position that I really didn't give enough credit to following that game because so much time I spent talking about the outside backers and the pressure, but that secondary was impressive. And it wasn't just one player. It was across the board. Joe Hayden, Cameron Sutton, James Pierre when he was in there. Trey Norwood did a nice job. A seventh round draft pick. A guy who should be thanking his lucky stars that he even made the team, but he played well. Arthur Millette played well when he was in there. Your safeties, Minka Fitzpatrick, whom PFF said graded out as the worst safety in the NFL, whatever. I thought he played well, as indicated by the film. And Terrell Edmonds wasn't hateful. He was average. He may have been the weakest link there on Sunday. But I really thought that secondary did a lot of nice things. And that's going to be important. And really, I talked about this at the outset of the season. That the Steelers brought in Melvin Ingram to bolster that pass rush in the event that there is an injury. And they are relying on that pass rush to make the coverage better. Rushing coverage go hand in hand. We saw that on Sunday. And while we didn't see any interceptions, the more pressure that this team gets, the more picks that we're going to see. And those turnovers put the Steelers in position 
to score and to win football games. So again, came away highly impressed with the secondary. And then the last thing I'll say in reflection on the Buffalo contest, got to give credit where credit's due. That coaching staff, for as much criticism that Mike Tomlin has taken over the years for being outcoached in games, and it wasn't just Tomlin, but Tomlin and his entire coaching staff just coached a wonderful game. Danny Smith's got to be on that list too for the block punt, spotting some deficiency or weakness in that blocking scheme there. And then he had two guys, Miles Killebrew, who was brought in as a free agent this offseason with a block, and then UG3, a guy who really has been quiet during his time with the Steelers, scoops, scores, and really that was the pivotal play in the game. So kudos to the coaching staff for just a tremendous job this past weekend. Again, it was a team win, quality win. And now they are 1-0 preparing to take on the Las Vegas Raiders, move to 2-0, and have two wins in the AFC. All right, studyings. Well, week two, can't believe it. Game number two, the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Heinz Field to take on your Pittsburgh Steelers. Last week, I predicted a close victory for the Steelers against the Bills. And it did happen. Not in exactly the way I predicted. But they got the W and showed they could play intense defensive football. And this weekend, the Steelers are going to be tested. Now, there is a recency bias Whenever we look at the Raiders, because of their performance this past Monday night, being that they put up over 400 yards of offense, 400 yards in the air, and that they did it against the Baltimore Ravens. We have to remember that Baltimore has had several injuries. They lost cornerback Marcus Peters to an ACL a few weeks prior to that game. So it wasn't exactly the same Ravens defense that we're accustomed to. Still, that's not to diminish the efforts of the Raiders. It's just to put it into context. So, the Steelers will have a challenge with the silver and black, especially Darren Waller, the tight end who seemingly this week jumped in front of Travis Kelsey and other tight end phenoms as being the premier tight end in the league. It's going to be difficult to shut him down completely. Much like Stefan Diggs last week, you have to just try to contain him as much as you can, try to limit his contributions through explosive plays. And hopefully there is some type of scheme or strategy that Keith Butler will try to employ. Now, what could compound matters is that Devin Bush showed up on the injury report on Friday with that groin. We'll have to see how healthy he is, if he's able to go, or if he's going to be hindered in his ability to play because one of Bush's strengths is coverage. And not that he's going to be paired up on Waller 
by himself, there's going to have to be some double coverage schemes to handle him, but he is going to be an essential piece in that defense. Thank God for Joe Schobert. How genius does that trade look right about now? So accounting for Waller is going to be the focal point for the defense. Now that Josh Jacobs is out, Kenyon Drake is going to be the one who gets the carries at running back. The Steelers should be able to handle that running game and make this Raiders team one-dimensional to where they have to throw the football. So knowing that, that plays into the Steelers' strength. If they know the Raiders are going to have to pass to win, then you could focus your energy and your efforts on stopping the pass. Keep in mind that this Raiders' offensive line is young, and it's not very good. So, looking at the pass rush that the Steelers generated last week, you have to feel pretty good about, at least on paper, how this thing should unfold. The Raiders are going to have to pass the football. The Raiders do not have a strong running game, being that Josh Jacobs will not play. The Raiders do not have a quality offensive line. Those three factors play into the hands of the Steelers' defense and give them an advantage. But things don't always work out like they do on paper, and it's not going to be that easy. Darren Waller will get his, don't be mad or break your TV or put your hand through a window should Waller bust off a big splash play touchdown for 60 yards. It could happen. They also have a bevy of receivers, Hunter Renfro and company, that could sneakily provide something in the passing game. We'll have to see what that is, but if they're putting all their attention on Waller, one of those other guys could make a big play. But again, that plays into the Steelers' hands in terms of how they're going to attack, how they have to attack, really out of necessity. Now, on offense for the Steelers, the Raiders showed last week they have a powerful pass rush with Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe. Crosby abused former Steeler Alejandro Villanueva. And yes, I know that he is not the player he used to be with the Steelers and that he was playing out of position at right tackle. But Crosby is still a physical dominating presence on the outside. And Yannick Ngakwe can be effective too. And as I said earlier, he has given Ben fits. If you look at the weaknesses on the Steelers' offensive side of the football, it starts on the offensive line. And at tackle, you have your probably worst player on that O-line and chooks a core for it right tackle. And Dan Moore Jr., while he showed some promise, he's still a rookie at left. So if there's anything to be concerned about on the offensive side of the football is the ability to stop the Raiders' pass rush. Now, in terms of their run defense, it's not strong. They gave up 189 yards 
to the Ravens, and I know the Ravens are known for their rushing attack, so it's not comparing apples to apples when you look at the Steelers compared to the Ravens in terms of running the football, but they can be had there. And if ever was there a time for the Steelers to manifest this new age, this newfound, this rediscovered running game, this contest against the Raiders is it. And by being able to run the football effectively, they can neutralize that pass rush from the edge, slow it down, so that when it is time to pass, Ben has an opportunity and he has time. So the offense has to get that running game going to neutralize the pass rush. And I'll also throw in this factor, the secondary for the Raiders isn't great. So if Ben does get some time to throw, he can exploit that defense. And I don't know if you remember Pat Freyermuth's reception last week. And if you can remember back to what he did in the preseason, especially against the Lions. I've got this sneaking suspicion that he's going to be called upon a lot on Sunday. And I think he's going to make some big plays and I could see him catching five balls for 87 yards and a touchdown that really puts the Steelers ahead for the victory. And again, when I first saw the schedule, I anticipated this being a game the Steelers could run away with and have a blowout. But after that showing on Monday night, I think the Raiders bring a little bit more table than I was anticipating. And the Steelers are still gelling that offensive line is still coming together really that entire offense is still coming together so because of that I could see them making some mistakes keeping this game close but the Steelers pulled out on a Chris Boswell field goal 27 to 24 it won't be pretty there will be moments of prettiness I think Najee gets his first touchdown in this game he breaks a big gainer to the roars of Heinz Field. We finally see what he's capable of in a Steelers uniform. As I said, Pat Freyermuth shines a bit. I think the defense plays well but gives up a massive play. And it may not even be to Waller. It might be one of these other receivers, maybe Zay Jones. Something you're not anticipating. A missed tackle or something along those lines. Ben's going to be good for a pick. He'll still go over 300 bills. So it'll be a better offensive performance than it was the week prior against the bills, but it's still going to be sloppy. It's not going to be super clean. It's not going to be super consistent, but they get it done. Now, there is potential here for a Steelers blowout, and it's all going to come down to how much heat do the Steelers put on Derek Carr. If the Steelers' pass rush is out of control, insane, and just pounding car, and that's generating turnovers, if Carr is fumbling the ball, if he's throwing picks and he's putting the Steelers' offense in good position to win, I think that's what results in the blowout. But again, for as much of a big emotional win as that was for the Raiders last week, the win against the Bills for the Steelers was just as emotional. 
So again, there you have it. 27 to 24. Pat Freyermuth gets his first touchdown. Najee gets his first touchdown. The defense gives up a big fluke splash play touchdown to somebody we're not anticipating. Ben throws a pick. He goes over 300 bills. And one player that I'm going to keep a close eye on in this game is Cameron Hayward. And I'll tell you why. He played like a man possessed last week. He's often overshadowed by T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick. But I think there could be something even more special about Cameron Hayward's year. And I think his dominance may continue Sunday against the Raiders to where we're saying he had an even better game then than he did against the Bills. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll say it again. This is a special defense. And I am highly excited about what they're going to bring to the table. And the one last thing I want to add, how tremendous is it going to be to actually see a full fan-packed Steelers nation at Heinz Field? That's got to be a moment of gratitude and appreciation, not just for the fans to be back and to see the Steelers in person, before the Steelers players, the organization, the coaches themselves, because that passion and intensity and energy that comes from the fans, that really is a force and a factor in ball games for as much. And sometimes I've been critical of home field advantage, but when you have a crowd who knows the game and is knowledgeable like the Steelers fan base, who tries to give that competitive advantage to their home team, it's a very real influential factor and I can't wait to see it Sunday at 1 p.m. in Pittsburgh and looking ahead after this weekend's contest against the Raiders the Steelers will be home for a second consecutive week against the Cincinnati Bengals we'll get to see Joe Burrow in action following his ACL injury first AFC North action and an important game for the Steelers. So three AFC games to start the season and then game four, their first game in October will be at Lambeau Field against the Packers. And right now, just judging on how things have transpired in week one with Aaron Rodgers having a dismal performance and a lot of questions about whether or not his heart is in it in Green Bay. That now looks like a winnable game. Then October 10th, they come back home to play the Broncos at 1 p.m. And then their sixth game before the bye week will be a true test. And that's again at home versus the Seattle Seahawks. That's a night game. So, and if you remember this summer, if you've been a follower of the site, I wrote about Mike Tomlin's record in the first six games, and whenever his teams are four and two, they are likely to make it to the postseason. So that's a true test and indicator if they can hit that four win mark in these first six games. It's doable. 
I've said from the outset that the most manageable part of the schedule has been early on. They got that win against Buffalo. They could set themselves up nicely for a strong playoff run with success here in the early part of the schedule. And again, three AFC contests to start the season. If they can nail this one against the Raiders, nail the one against the Bengals, that's 3-0 in the AFC. So just a little preview of what's coming up for the Steelers. And with that, we are concluding episode number 21 here on this September 18th, 2021 of the Still Study Podcast. I want to thank you again so much for being a listener and supporter. I appreciate you sharing my work with your family and friends and spreading the message of the Still Study. It means the world to me. Please continue to do that. And thank you so much. You can connect with me via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. would love to get one of your questions on the show, so please send those to me. And also give me a follow on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at stillstudy. would love to connect with you that way as well. Just a preview of what you can expect on the site coming up. I'll have my NFL picks posted today. Be on the lookout for the honor roll needs improvement list. That will be coming either Sunday, an hour or two after the game, or early, early Monday morning. I'll have a full week of study sessions coming your way, five straight days, beginning on Monday. That Monday episode will be the recap of the game. And then the sessions that follow, we'll get into some deeper analysis of the contest versus the Raiders. The next installment in the Big Ben Project is due out next Saturday, so be on the lookout for that. I'll have my Big Ben projection up for you to read on Wednesday. So again, a lot more coming at you. So stay tuned to the Still Study. And just want to let everybody know too, Jim Wetzel and I started started a podcast called the Steelers Insider Podcast. That will be up and live. And that will be a new weekly feature on Jim's site, the Steel City Insider. That will be rolling next week. Again, that's a separate podcast from what I'm doing here on the Steel Study, so make sure you check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes. And I hope you have a great weekend, everyone. Much love to you. I hope you have a fantastic Saturday. Enjoy your family and your friends. Enjoy your beautiful life, your opportunity to make good choices and to do great things. And have a wonderful Steelers weekend. Let's go Steelers. Get the W. And take out the Las Vegas Raiders. Peace.